welcome to the Service Industry Podcast. Here, you'll learn ways to grow and scale your business, marketing strategies, and a step-by-step plan from people who have done what you're trying to do. You deserve success and freedom of your time. Now, here's your host, Matt Smith. What's going on, guys? Matt here from the Service Industry Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. Good morning. I'm recording this very, very early this morning. Uh, So if you're listening to it this morning, awesome. Good morning to you. If not, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening. Hope this finds you well. Um, Sorry we missed last week. Uh, I'll kind of go over why that happened. Um, And that's what this entire podcast is going to be about because it is in regards to me hiring a bunch of contractors for my own home um, and the experience I had. And I want to share it with you guys because I think it's valuable. Um, It's not very often that I I need to hire contractors for my home. you know, I, I own a home service business, so, you know, exterior cleaning stuff is all taken care of. I, I've got a really nice zero turn. I cut my own yard. Um, you know, that's just, that's just something I really enjoy doing. Uh, and so <clears throat> I don't I don't really have to ever hire anybody unless it's some kind of emergency. Um, but this last week I did. And I want to share kind of everything that happened, how it rolled out, and kind of what my, my takeaway was um, when I had to go out and find those contractors. So I think this would be kind of a fun, interesting podcast, something that I've never done, obviously. Um, and so, yeah, but before we dive in, just real quick, I want to uh, just ask you guys a ginormous favor. You guys know we do the show for free. Listen, guys, we have people reach out to us wanting to advertise on this podcast. I could make money off it if I wanted to, um, but at the time, we're not doing that. We're doing it for free. We're bringing you guys value for free uh, just to help. You know, when I started my home service business, I, I wish I had something like this that was walking me through step-by-step exactly what I needed to do in my home service business to be successful. Um, and for me, I had to go on forums. I had to find find individuals and go take them out to breakfast and meet them in person uh, to get this type of of content and and value uh, for my home service company when you guys can literally put your earbuds in and listen to it on the job. And so we do this for free. And the only thing I ask in return is you do these two things. One, you share it on social, uh, share it in a Facebook group, share it on your personal Facebook, share it with somebody that you think it might bring value to. And the second thing is to leave us a review wherever you listen to the show. The more reviews we get on this podcast, the easier it is for people to find. It ranks better and people come and they actually read them to find out whether or not this is a good podcast for them to listen to before they even hit the play button. And so if you guys can leave a review about how this has helped you in your business and also for my personal liking uh, and, and satisfaction, tell me a little bit about yourself if you have the time and what kind of business you own. We always like to know what kind of people are on here and, and what kind of companies you guys are running. That'd be really, really cool. So that's it. So last week, uh, I'm on my way home from work and from from the office, and um, I'm driving, and it's getting really dark out. Like we're here in Michigan, and we get storms here, right? But we haven't had like a, a bad storm. It feels like, at least in in my town, in a couple of years. Um, and this this was just feeling a little bit different. Like you know how you can just feel it in the air. Like the air is just thick. The sky's like really darkish green. Um, the clouds are just moving weird. And I'm like, eh, this isn't. This is gonna be a bad one. And so I'm just trying to get home, you know, to beat the storm. Well, 
I don't get home before the storm hits and I'm about 10 minutes or so out from the house and I'm driving through the storm. It's raining. I mean, it is raining. I haven't seen it rain this hard in a long time. It's raining so hard. The wind's got to be going 60, 70 miles an hour. Literally, guys, uh, cars were, were pulled off the side of the road, right? Because they couldn't see. And the only thing I thought was because I was so close to home, I'm like, just get home, just get home. Because I know if I get home, I'm going to be fine. I, I'll be honest. I'm not scared of storms at all. I actually like them a lot. I wasn't sure I was going to be fine if I pulled over in the car. Um, in, in my head, I was like, I know this is a tornado. I know what's happening and I just need to get to my house. And so I'm coming around this bend uh, on this road and it wraps around this lake. And I remember there's like, there's, there's already trees that are down, but they're like on the side of the road. They're not blocking the road. And I look behind me in the rearview mirror and a tree falls behind the car and blocks the entire road. And I'm like, holy crap, this is so crazy. And so get home, get home, get home. The roads are already super flooded, like like uh, driving an SUV. It's, it's coming up over the tires. And um, long story short, pulling the driveway and the storm is still going like crazy. I can't see that well, but I can see that I have this big tree in my backyard and it's no longer in my backyard. It's on top of my house. And so I'm like, ah, man. So my first my first thought is, you know, while the storm's still ripping and it's still pouring rain, my first thought is, is there a hole in the roof? Is there water getting inside my home? Because I don't want water damage. And so luckily the storm subsided enough about, about 10 or 15 minutes later. Um, it was still raining, but I was able to, to pull out a ladder and jump up on my roof. And sure enough, there's a hole in my roof. I'm like, gosh, dang it. And so the tree's so big and it's like, it's, it's on the, the ridge of my roof and the hole is, and the tree is so big, it's covering the, it's kind of covering the hole. I mean, water can definitely still get in, but the tree's so big, I can't move it, right? It's, it's ginormous. I can't move it. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. And so I go into my bathroom, which is, uh, you know, the tree's like right above my bathroom. And sure enough, there's a big hole in my ceiling, in my bathroom in the drywall. And what had happened is if you guys have seen those ventilation, like they're ventilation pipes stacks that come out of the, the roof, they ventilate the bathroom or whatever. The tree actually fell and landed on one of those pipes. And those pipes are connected. That one specifically was connected to all the plumbing in the bathroom, which goes all the way to the basement. And when the tree hit that pipe, it pushed it down into the roof, which pushed all the plumbing from the bathroom down. And when it did, it all snapped, it all broke. And so literally every pipe in my bathroom was broken. Couldn't use it. And so now I got, now I have a, a plumbing issue. I have a hole in my roof. I potentially have a water damage issue. I haven't been in the attic yet to, to see what's going on up there, but I know, you know, common sense would say there's a hole in your roof and it's been pouring rain. There's probably water in your attic. Um, I had water in my basement. It, my basement was leaking uh, and it's just a mess, right? And so I've... I've done insurance claims before, and so I kind of know how the process works, and I jumped right into action, and, and I, I made a claim. I'm like, I know this is going to be claim worthy. Um, you know, I know just to get the tree off my house, just to get my roof fixed, who knows what else is, is going to be damaged inside the attic. I have no clue. So I call, I make a claim right away. I mean, within probably a half hour being home, my claim is made. Well, the, the 
the insurance company says, uh, especially in Michigan, um, over the last week or so, there's been so many storms that the adjusters are so busy that it might be a while before they reach out. And I said, well, it's going to be a problem because I have a hole in my roof and it needs to get fixed. So they gave me basically uh, verbal authorization to, to have the tree taken off my home as well as have the roof tarped. Okay, not fixed, but tarped. So I, I think to myself, all right, who am I going to call to get this this tree off my roof. I've never had any tree work done. I don't personally really know any tree contractors. Um, I've seen some around town, but I don't know any of the owners. And so the way the first contractor worked was I literally walked out in my front yard, guys, in the city of Linden, which is where I live, uh, hired right away this contractor to start clearing trees out of the road because the storm was so bad there was literally trees down all over the roads blocking traffic uh, people couldn't get through and specifically this big tree in front of my house went down and went across the entire road and traffic was backed up forever and so i got lucky because this tree contractor uh, came to that tree first because it was the worst one in town and it was blocking the most traffic and so I walked out and I said, hey, man, how much would you how much would you charge me to get this tree off my house? Because um, in my head, I'm thinking, I'll just call a couple buddies. We'll run some chainsaws. We'll cut it up and get it off. And, and I said, I know you're really busy. You probably don't have time to do it. But if you did, how much would it cost? And he looked at me and he, he didn't give me a price. Um, he just said, he said, Hey man, that's, that's a, that's a huge tree. If that doesn't get off your house in the next couple hours, another storm's coming in, you're going to have serious water problems tonight. I'll be here later. I'll be here later this evening with my crane and my team. We'll get it off. Don't even worry about it. And gave me, gave me a sense of professionalism, confidence. And I said, okay, no problem. I was just going to cut it up. He goes, no, 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 don't cut it up. Because if you cut it up, that tree is going to slide down your roof. It's going to rip your gutters off. It's going to rip your shingles off. It's going to cause a bigger mess. It's got to come off with a crane because of the size. I'm like, dang, okay, cool. And so this guy had really nice trucks. All, all his guys were in uniform. I mean, they're busting their butts out there, and they know what they're doing because they're freaking hustling, and they're, they're moving stuff out of the streets fast, right? And they got big bucket trucks and chainsaws and all this stuff. I'm like, sweet. And I'll give him a little shout out. It was uh, Ronald's Tree Service. And so sure enough, two hours later, boom, they show up in this ginormous truck. I wish I could post a photo and, and you guys see it because it was really cool. They basically have this ginormous crane. Boom, they drop in They drop in the chains. They wrap it around the tree. They literally just pick the tree up. They set it down in my front yard. They they packed everything up, and he comes up to me and says, hey, we'll be here. We'll be back in a couple days. We have too many emergency calls to chop this tree up and get rid of it, but it's off your roof. It's in your front yard. You're fine. I'm like, all right, sweet. So next thing I had to find was the roofer, right? Who is going to come and tarp my roof? Like I knew, I know I can tarp it myself, but I know I need a roofing contractor regardless, and I'm going to need a quote to send to my insurance company uh, because the tree guy said, listen, I deal with insurance work all the time. We chase storms around the country. We do this all the time. You're getting a new roof. He says, do not settle for anything else. You're getting a whole new roof. I'm like, okay, sweet. So in my head, I need a roofing contractor. So I'm thinking, who do I know? Who do I know? Who do I know? And my buddy Patrick pops up in my head. And the only reason he pops up in my head is because 
Recently, he put up a massive billboard by our office, and I drive by it every single day, roofing PD. It's a super clean-looking billboard. It looks really good. Not saying go out and get a billboard. They're super expensive. But in this case, it got him the job, because if not, I would not have remembered that he did this. And so I called him, and I said, hey, I got a big hole in my roof. He said, no problem, dude. I'll be out there later this evening. We'll get it tarped before the next storm comes in, and that's what happened. And I'm like, dang, man, this is crazy. Like, I got the tree guy within two hours. I got the roof guy within three hours, right? And they're all they're all slammed regardless. And so you guys, if you saw the front of my house, it literally looked like a tornado just went straight through my front and backyard. It was a disaster. Like I'm, I'm literally surprised there, there wasn't more damage than there was. But there was literally contractors walking up and down our street trying to give free bids and trying to sell jobs. I, I literally heard the tree guy sell $30,000 worth of work while standing in my front yard while they're doing crane work, okay? Because how ba- how much his phone was ringing. Uh, later, I had another roofing contractor knock on my door and said, hey, I'm just out giving free quotes. I noticed you have storm damage. We deal with storm damage all the time, blah, blah, blah. And so for me, it was a little like overwhelming because that's what these guys do. They specialize in the storm game. Like this tree guy specializes in the storm game. This this roof guy that knocks on my door, not the one I hired, but a different one who gave me a quote, specializes in the storm game. They chase around and that is their marketing strategy, right? Where in my home service business, we always do direct mail, uh, you know, Google AdWords, all that kind of stuff because we're not emergency related, but this was a totally new experience for me. And so I had some choices to make. Um, you know, Patrick came out, he he patched the roof and he said, I'll work you up a quote, right? He knew he didn't have the job for sure. He said, I'll work you up a quote. You can tell him what you think. You can send it to the insurance company if you want. I said, all right, no problem. I'm gonna get one more quote though, just so you know. And so I let him give me a quote. I let the guy that, that knocked on the door gave me a quote. And here's the two differences, okay? And this is where I wanna kind of dive in. I'm, that was kind of a personal thing I was sharing, but this is where it kind of relates to you guys. I had two roofing companies give me a quote, okay? They both came out to my house. One said that three trusses were broke inside my attic. One said that six were. Okay, so I'm going, okay. Um, who's right and who's wrong? And, and at this point, I'm feeling like, well, the guy who said there's six trusses broke is probably right, but why did the guy who said there's three say there's three? Did he just happen to miss them? Did he not look that good? Does he not care? Is he just trying to get in and out? What is the deal, right? Um, the second thing is the, the guy that knocked on my door, his quote was pretty bland. It it gave me a price on shingles, right? There was a straightforward price on shingles. There was a not straightforward price on anything else. It was, it's going to be X amount per hour per linear foot of trust repair. Um, and whatever else there was. Yeah, there was one other thing on there as far as that needed to be repaired inside the attic, but there was no price for it. It was just like a, a price per linear foot and, and labor charge. And so it was kind of up in the air. I'm like, well, that's pretty bland because your $15,000 quote or whatever it was could easily turn into a $20,000 quote, right? Where Patrick's quote was, there's six trusses broke. This is exactly what it's gonna cost to fix them. This is exactly how much your shingles are gonna cost. And this is exactly how much you're going to pay at the end. No secrets or, or nothing else attached to it. And so I went with Patrick, right? And here's where the value comes in, guys. This is where you guys need to get good at running your home service business. Um, he knew that I had a problem. He knew I had a, a hole in my roof. He busted his balls to move his schedule around to get my roof finished. 
So this storm happened on a Wednesday. He came out and tarped it that same night. He got me my quote. They submitted to the insurance company. This uh, insurance company uh, agreed to fix it all and paid for the whole thing. He was out the following Wednesday at seven in the morning with a crew. Okay, luckily uh, it did rain later that night after the storm, but luckily after that it didn't rain again, so I was fine. But he, he came out one week later, which is a crazy turnaround for roofing, by the way. Most guys are are one, two, three months out. Came one week later with a crew of ten guys, and they fixed it and they redid the entire roof in one day. They were literally done by the time I got home from work at five o'clock. It was so valuable, and I didn't have to do anything. Not only I didn't have to do anything, I didn't pay anything. That was the best part, right? But I didn't have to do anything. It was done. New roof, new trusses, new gutters, everything done. One day, 10 guys, done. And so it was super valuable. And so when I went, there was one other thing I left out between these two companies. I Googled them both, right? And Patrick had 95 five-star reviews on Google. I went and read a bunch of them. And there's a bunch of photos. They were obviously all real reviews from customers. And the one thing they kept saying was how he's such a stand-up guy. Patrick used to be a pastor. It's actually how I know him. He used to pastor the church I went to. And how he's such a stand-up guy. There's actually people on there that said, oh, uh, their crew left debris in the yard. And when I called him, Patrick personally came out himself. He cleaned it all up. I told him he didn't have to, but he insisted that everything was done perfect. And that's just the kind of dude he is. The other company had like literally four two-star reviews and they were garbage. And I'm like, well, this is a no-brainer, right? And so not only is it important to go above and beyond for your customer just because it's the right thing to do, but people leave reviews and people read them like like me. Like, I don't know. Like, I'll be honest, Patrick's quote was $4,000 more than the other company, okay? But I still went with him. Why? Because the value was there. The confidence was there in him and his company. I knew if something went wrong, he'd be there to fix it. I knew he wouldn't run away. I know I know he's been in business for a minute. I know his guys are stand-up guys. I know he runs a good crew, a tight ship. He's an honest dude. I knew that if my insurance company didn't cover it, I still would have picked the more expensive quote because I knew it was going to get done right. And that was that. So I went with him. That got done. The guy's a rock star. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, he, he does actually listen to the podcast. So thank you, dude. Um... The last thing I had to find was a plumber, and this is where it gets interesting. The plumber was a nightmare, okay? Now, this is kind of a fun journey for me because I always tell you guys all this stuff like like why Google's so important and why you need to be running AdWords and why you need to be you know direct mail and, and have a good brand and, and good five-star reviews and all this kind of stuff, right? Perceived value. The, the Finding a plumber was a nightmare, and it might have been because I'm in a smaller town, uh, but there's still a lot of them out there. And here is the thing that I found uh, in the plumbing industry in my area. First, it's rare for someone to answer the phone, okay? It seemed like a lot of guys are owner-operators, and they don't answer the phone. For all of you owner-operators out there, regardless of what business you're in, and you're answering your own phone still, I'm going to give you a, a perfect solution to this because I did it because I was in your position. And I understand that it's sometimes impossible to answer the phone when you're on the job, right? It just is. You're in front of a customer, uh, you know, you're, you've got tools in your hand, whatever the case is, go hiring answering service. 
You can hire someone like Jill's Office, which I think they're a little bit more expensive, but they specialize in home service companies. Or you can literally just hire an answering service to take the call, take the name, the number, and the service they're interested in, and then say, all right, perfect. I'm going to forward this to our owner right now, and he'll call you back within the hour. That way, at least the person gets a person on the phone and has confidence they're going to hear back from you. Because for me, I am not lying to you guys. I called eight or nine people and one of them answered. And the one guy that answered says, oh, I'm sorry, man, I can't help you. I'm up in the, I'm up in the UP this weekend. Uh, and so I'm not, I'm not working. I'm like, okay, cool. None of them had answering services. I left voicemails for all of them. The first guy to call me back called me back three hours later. Three hours later. Well, I'd already found somebody, right? Out of all those voicemails, three hours later, guess what the next one was? That evening, 12 hours later, the guy calls me back. I said, sorry, dude, I already found somebody. He's like, oh, all right, sorry, man. I was I was on the job and I couldn't answer the phone. I get it, I get it, but you gotta fix your business, guys. You cannot run a business like that. You will never scale your business like that. Hiring an answering service that charges you by the minute is so cheap. And not only that, it will score you guys so many more jobs. If somebody would have simply picked up the phone or just called me back and said, hey, I'm on a job right now. I'll call you back within the hour or I'll call you back as soon as I'm done with this job or hey, yeah, I'll call you back in an hour. But just so you know, here's my availability. I'm booked out a week. I'm booked out a month. I can be there tomorrow. I wouldn't even have called anybody else if it fit my schedule, right? But the problem is, is nobody would even answer the phone. So I'm doing a deep dive on Google and I'm going, all right, let's go through some reviews. And I go through some reviews of the bigger companies who I know are going to be expensive. And I, I got a gut feeling my insurance might not pay for the plumbing. And so I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit frugal here while at the same time find a, a solid company. And I'm willing to pay the money for it, but I don't want to, I don't want to get ripped off by one of these big franchises that, you know, a smaller guy can do the same work for half the cost. And so so I'm going through reviews, going through reviews, and I find this guy 5K Plumbing. His name sucks, brand sucks, website sucks, everything sucks, okay? Except his reviews, his reviews are amazing. He's got a F ton of reviews on Google, and they're all five star. And all of them, all of them talk about how the dude is just, Daryl is just the bomb, he's just good. I had, I had five other plumbers out, they couldn't figure out the problem. Daryl came out, figured it out, like over and over and over, these same reviews. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give this guy a call answers the phone. I'm like, oh yeah. Answers the freaking phone. I'm like, hey Daryl, I got this problem. It's kind of an emergency. Tree fell in my house. Plumbing got blown out. He's like, cool. What time is it? It's nine o'clock right now. I'll be there at 1030 to give you a quote. I'm like, all right, sweet. Daryl shows up in his truck, um, drives a drives a F-150. It's a little beat up, but not bad. He's got four guys in his truck. Okay, four freaking guys. I'm like, this is kind of weird. Shows up, he's like, hey Matt, show me where the problem is. Guy's in a hurry, right? He is, you can just tell this dude has got things to do. He is not dicking around. And I, I take him downstairs, he's like, oh yeah, okay, boom, boom, boom. He's like, all right, I'll text you a quote in about a half hour. I'm like, you'll you'll text me a quote? He's like, yeah, I'll text it to you. I'm like, okay, well, what's your availability? He's like, well, this is an emergency, emergency job, needs to get done. So I'll, I'll text you a quote. If you like the quote, I'll tell you when I can come out. I'm like, all right, cool. So sure enough, <laughs> right? He's going against all, everything I teach, he's going against, right? He doesn't doesn't give me a business card. He doesn't give me an estimate sheet. Uh, the dude's website's awful. I mean, awful, awful. 
you know, he, he doesn't even give me a price in person. He just looks at it and, and says, I'll get back to you. So sure enough, Daryl texts me. And I think the quote's like 2,200 bucks. I'm like, ah, man, it's a lot of money. But it's got to get done. I'm like, when can you do it? Tomorrow. He's like, I, he's like, I already moved some jobs around. I can get out there and do it for you guys tomorrow. I'm like, okay, how long does it take? It's like five-hour job. I'm like, ah, five-hour job? Okay, sounds good. Sure enough, guy shows up with his dudes. They're on the roof. They're pulling out this cast iron stack. I mean, it's heavy. It's big. It's a pain in the neck. It's a loud job. They got saws going. And they get the job done. And he calls me down. He's a, he's like a Mexican dude. He's like, hey, Matt, come down here. I'm like, all right. He's like, your bathroom just got redone, right? I'm like, yeah, we just remodeled it. Yeah, who did it? And I'm like, that's a long story. He's like, yeah, the guy sucked at plumbing. Look at all this. Like, this is amateur hour, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm going to fix it for you. I'm like, all right, cool. And so the dude fixed everything for me and put it on the insurance, uh, in the, the insurance invoice. So the insurance is paying for it. And he, he brought me tons of value because I would I had no clue. He's like, all these pipes that are that have these uh, shark bites or, or whatever they're called, he's like, these are going to break. You're going to have a flood. It's going to flood your walls, blah, 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 blah. You cannot do it this way. So he brought me a ton of value as far as knowledge goes, right? But he went against everything else. But the, he was the only guy to answer the phone and he was the only guy that had a million five-star reviews. And so a guy like Daryl, I talked to him. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you're a rock star. Like, like you are super good at what you do. I said, why don't you have more crews out on the road? He goes, I don't want any more. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I used to work for a plumbing company. We used to do high-rise plumbing. We did them in these huge casinos and, and these huge hotels. And he's like, and I was exhausted from it. And so I went out on my own. And he says, I have my little crew that works with me every day. And we are so busy. We cannot keep up with what we have. I said, I know. What if you just added a truck or two? He's like, I don't want to. He says, I want to stay small. I make enough money. I make more money than I need. He says, and I'm happy. I know the job gets done right. And I'm just in a good place. I'm like, I get it, right? It's like a podcast. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about everyone wants to, you know, try to try to impress each other and be ginormous because that's just what everyone says you should do. But this dude had it figured out. He knows what makes him happy. And I'm like, I get it, man. At the end of the day, I think you should still get a good website and a business card and, and maybe run a little tighter ship. But the guy was great. And guess what? That guy's number is saved in my phone and I will call him for every plumbing need in the future now because of the experience he provided me. You guys have got to start to think about the experiences you are providing your customers, period. And you have to provide them an experience that they will never forget. That first impression means everything. Get out there. Give them the quote fast. Answer the phone. Give them a quote on a, on a nice estimate sheet. Have a good website. You know, the first impression isn't when you walk in and knock on their front door. It's when they land on your website. It's, a, it's that Google search. It's the Google reviews they see, the Facebook reviews they see. That is the first impression. The second impression is when you meet them face to face. But regardless, you got to pick up the phone. You got to have a good website. You got to be doing all this stuff to win. Okay. This guy got lucky. I would have never called him if the eight or nine or 10 plumbers I called before didn't answer. I would have never called his phone because his website was so bad, right? Because his, his branding, he, he didn't even have a logo. It's just 5K plumbing. It was, it was so bad. I would have never, and I, I literally scrolled by it, even though it had the reviews. I would have never called him, but he got lucky with me because nobody else answered the phone and he did. And so that's what's happening to a lot of you guys. The problem is, is 
a lot of times people are answering the phone and they're never calling you, period. And so if you can get a good brand, a good website, good reviews, you got your AdWords in place, you got your Facebook marketing in place, you got your direct mail, your postcards, your your estimate sheets, everything's in place, guys. You will win, I am telling you. As a consumer, coming from a consumer today, right, of buying from contractors, I promise if you can link all those things together, you will win. And so I just wanted to kind of share that experience with you because like I said, I don't I don't really hire contractors all that much. Um, but last week I did. And it was, uh, you know, as much as I wish I didn't have to go through it, I got some new stuff out of it. That was cool. Um, but it was really stressful at the same time. And I'm just super thankful for everybody that helped us out and got everything done. Uh, literally all the work was done within one week, which is insane for how much damage there was. So... As always, I hope this show brought you guys some value, kind of give you some insight of why I was gone last week. Hopefully it'll get your brain ticking. I want this to get your brain ticking to start to think, what can I be doing to leave a better impression on my customer, to set myself apart from my competition, right? Like it's not always the shiny estimate sheet that sets you apart. Like like Daryl, maybe it's your knowledge. Maybe it's the way you make the customer feel. Like, Do you guys ever wonder about how the customer feels when they talk to you? Like, do you make them feel comfortable like everything's gonna be okay? Like the tree guy did to me? You know, he didn't even give me a price, you guys. He just made me feel like, listen, dude, this is is a disaster just happened in your home, but I'm here for you and I'm going to fix it. Do not worry about anything. The insurance is gonna cover it and I'm gonna help you. He made me feel comfortable. He made me feel okay. He made me feel like everything was gonna be all right. And therefore, I had no desire to try to find somebody else. That was my guy, right? And he followed through on what he said and everything he did and everything he said aligned. You guys got to start to think like that. The words you you say to your customers, how does it make them feel? The words your crews are saying to your customers, how does it make them feel? The way you answer the phone, the way you ask the questions, the way you present the quote, how does it make your customer feel? Does it make them feel comfortable? Does it make them feel safe? Or does it, does it feel salesy? Does it, does it push them away? Does it make them uncomfortable, right? Start to think about all those little things because guys, as important as all the branding and the marketing and all that is, the way you talk and the way you make your customer feel is equally, if not more important. Because you can have the best branding in the world, but if you're a weird cat and, and people sense that, they're not going to go with you. You've got to get your people skills down. And that is literally a huge portion of the game. So if you have any questions, you guys know I always leave my email in the show notes below. I do my best to respond to everybody. If you guys need any marketing help, my company, Service Industry Marketers, here to help you guys. Uh, I also leave that link below. Um, We do print marketing, Google AdWords management, and Facebook ad management. So uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. I hope you guys have a killer week. Happy Wednesday. Go crush the rest of the week, guys. You got a lot of days left and you got a lot of opportunities in front of you. And I hope you guys can go get them. This episode of the Service Industry Podcast has ended, but be sure to check out our other episodes. Please subscribe to the podcast if it has brought you any value. And as always, don't forget to rate and review the show. Does your home service business need help getting new customers? Matt's company, Service Industry Marketer, can help. Service Industry Marketer specializes in print marketing, Google AdWords management, and Facebook ad management. Visit serviceindustrymarketer.com for more information. See you in the next episode.